0: Welcome to the Sermon B-Side podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in the Harrisburg region of Central Pennsylvania. Sermon B-Side is designed to be a resource to answer your questions and to go deeper into the conversation started by each week's sermon.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of the Liberty B-Side podcast. My name is Steve King. Alongside me is Matt Luloyan. Matt, welcome to another
0: week of the podcast. Great to be with you, Steve, and uh, we're recording on Tuesday, because yesterday was Memorial Day, so I hope you all had a great rest of your Memorial Day weekend. Um, we ended up having some, you know, unexpected in some ways, really good weather. Uh, it was supposed to rain all day Saturday originally, and then it was That's true. nice. So heard lots of uh, little little side conversations about plans people were having over the Memorial Day weekend, and we got to enjoy some of that time as our family, too, so uh, good to be back now that it's Tuesday, kind of officially kicking off the week.
1: We don't always give we don't do I don't know. We don't always do a great job of telling people when when we will record on Tuesday as opposed to Monday. Sometimes a Sunday afternoon as opposed to Monday. We like to keep people I can't guessing. remember.
0: We like to keep people guessing. That's it. We do. And I've also toes. I've also noticed this. Okay. Um, questions tend to come in a yep. lot more okay. during series that are like book based. Like our fall, yes. our fall series yes. okay. in Acts, yeah, right. our spring yeah. series in Philippians, <clears throat> we tend to get more questions there. This series that we're in about the goodness of God, more of a topical, it is a topical series, yep. kind of going through different passages in scripture. Uh, we really haven't gotten many questions um, each and every week. Maybe we get one or two. We got one that was more of a clarifying one this week that we'll talk about in a minute. We got one from uh, Gentle and Lowly, actually a couple weeks ago that we haven't gotten to talk about yet. So we're going to talk about that today, but uh, but do feel free to send in questions um, otherwise we're just going to have to, you know, rant about some stuff. So that, we'll was, that was, that was a something.
1: very, very kind and passive aggressive call out of our questioners, right? Just like we get questions there was no in other pa- series. There was no
0: pass- passive <laughs> a- aggressiveness in it. It was just more of a it felt, uh, statement about it. felt both passive and <laughs> also kind of aggressive. Did it, if only there were a word to describe. No, more of a, more of an observation that we don't tend to get the That's questions true. in the, uh, topical series as much? I thought we'd
1: get more of this series. I thought we'd I, too. I, I did.
0: So, so all I have to say, we're not being bombarded by questions. We are not. Please feel free to send your questions if you have them.
1: Everyone must be really... Is that aggressive weak. enough? No, that, was, that, <laughs> that was clear enough. Okay. Everyone just must be at complete
0: peace with the goodness of God. We are. We're is that just, what it is? Okay. Yeah. Jesus is meeting all of our needs. That's it. And all that's, right. that's, that's it. Everyone's exactly. like, well, yeah, of course he is. And why would I have a question about that? Yeah. I. You know, it, it also... Um, That's a joke, by the way. I'm like, I'm like, yeah,
1: it's okay. You're not bringing questions like, but like totally bring them if you have them.
0: Yes. No, but there are many of you have shared with myself or other elders, uh, or even just people in your, in your Bible study groups, just, um, how even circumstances of, of this moment of your life, uh, are causing you to have to wrestle with the goodness of God and how that aligns. So we're trusting that God's using the series. Um, we're grateful for, for the ways that it's been helpful because we've heard that from some of you, yep. but also feel free to send in questions. If yeah. You have them. Yeah.
1: That's great. Well, next week. Yeah. So just cause we're on that topic. Yeah. Next week, I think we're actually recording the, the podcast on Sunday afternoon. Ooh. So it'd be myself and Bob Carvella. Shock jock, Bob Carvella. Shock jock, Bob Carvella. Will <laughs> <laughs> be sitting next to me. So that'll be Sunday. So if next uh-huh. week, this upcoming Sunday, yep. you find yourself the question, sometimes we get people who will email or text us questions during the sermon as they're having them, kind of like real time. Real time. Not that as if you're going to answer it real time, right? Um, I don't.
0: I don't get text during the sermon. No,
1: that's true. You're not checking your phone. Yeah, you're not on social media while preaching. Just occasionally. Yeah. Okay.
0: Just when you guys aren't responsive. <laughs> Just when the, like, so. Yeah. No one's really caring. Anyway. That's right. Might yeah. as well check my <laughs> social <laughs> my media. Well. Feed.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, so we, so if you have a question. And that's helpful, I think, when people do that because if you're taking notes, like, oh, let me just write this, let me just email this question while it's top my top mind, right? They're paying attention. Yep. Um, But if you have a question uh, this upcoming Sunday, send it in like ASAP uh, because we'll probably be recording on Sunday afternoon. Quick turnaround. There it is. Yeah. All right. So it's Tuesday. It's the last day of May. Memorial Day weekend is over. Uh, Matt, you preached two days ago. Continuing our series, goodness of God. Uh, Maybe just give us a little bit of a recap, um, ninety second summary of your sermon on Sunday.
0: Yeah. So we talked about the gifts of goodness. We were in James chapter one, verses 12 through 18. Uh, it's the passage, maybe the most famous part of which reads every good and perfect gift or every good gift and perfect gift uh, is from the father is coming down from the father of lights who does not change um, or I should have had the passage open in front of me before I started it, but does not shift uh, with any variation of, of of turning or change. Yeah. yeah, So that's shadow of change, shadow of change. That's the, the the, essentially every good and perfect gift is from God. And um, in that same passage, you know, James is writing here to a group of Christians who were very uh, acquainted with suffering, Mm -hmm. trial, sorrow, grief, persecution. He's writing in this first chapter about trials of many kinds, uh, in that chapter, he does talk about every good and perfect gift coming from God,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and also talks about um, what God doesn't give in that, which is the temptation to sin. So we looked at the at those verses in two parts: what God doesn't give and what God does give. Mm-hmm. And really, underneath that, we're getting into which we could have talked much more about <coughs> on Sunday if we had a, you know another sermon to talk about uh, the sovereignty of God and wrestling through how God is the one who is behind all trial yep sometimes when we read that in scripture it's very active that god is bringing and causing the trial in someone's life he's sending affliction for for specific purposes redemptive purposes in their life other times when we read it it seems like god is much more indirectly involved yeah he's allowing it to happen he's like you think of job for example job uh satan is the one who comes to god Satan asks to go tempt Job, right. and God allows him to go do that. But it's not God directly bringing that to, to Job. It's Satan as the direct agent. Right. God, of course, is not like an equal but opposite power of Satan. He's sovereign even over Satan. Right. And so he allows Satan to, to, to do that. So that's what I'm talking about more when I say the indirect. But we talked about there what God doesn't give, temptation, doesn't entice us or entrap us to sin, and then what God does give, which is every good and perfect gift, and step through several that that James actually includes in this text itself.
1: Yeah. it's good. That's good. All right. So we had two questions. Well, we have two questions for today. One question came in a couple weeks ago. We just haven't gotten to it yet over the last couple weeks of the podcast. Um, The question that came in yesterday... Uh, Let me just read it verbatim here. Uh, Brother, you stated, calling you brother, right? Christian brother. So, Brother, you stated, good start, kind of warming you up here, right? Okay. Uh, You stated that only I am qualified to destroy my faith. I get it. Uh, Make shipwreck. Uh, But you may want to clarify, or can you clarify, especially like regarding or per like the P in TULIP, right? The acronym TULIP. So like perseverance of the saints. What does it mean that I can destroy my faith? If I am a saint to persevere. Yeah. the
0: question there. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great point of clarification. I was talking about in there that, um, because sometimes I think we can carry a view around of God that he's just trying to trip us up, that he's trying to, Mm. um, this whole idea of like, is God tempting us to sin so that he can then bring judgment and condemnation against our sin? Gotcha. The gotcha moment. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and so really when, when we pull back and James writes about this in James one, between me and God, he's the good one. I'm the one that actually gives birth to, to sin, which gives birth to death. Like I, I'm the one responsible for evil in the world, sin in the world, yeah. the ripple effects of it. That's me. That's not God. So James is really trying to clarify that. So I was kind of saying in that, you know, God's not the one trying to trip you up. We do that ourselves. God's not the one trying to. And I, And one of the points I made there was trying to destroy my faith. All, between the two of us, between me and God, right. only I'm qualified to do that. Only I'm qualified to to make shipwreck of sure. of my faith. And so this person is, yeah, very understandably asking. So tulip, the, the five points of Calvinism, um, the P in tulip stands for, as you said, Steve, perseverance of the saints. The idea that those of us who have genuine faith uh, never lose it. Like right. we, when we have faith, it's a gift from God. We have it. Uh, and it's a, it's a gift that's irrevocable. It doesn't go away. We don't uh, we don't lose it. So. Yeah, in no way was trying to make a statement contrary to um the biblical truth that um that 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 people who have genuine faith persevere. Um, the actual flip side of the persevere perseverance of the saints is actually what I would call God's preservation of the saints. Mm-hmm. That it's actually it's actually more about um God keeping hold of uh those who are his so that they never fall away from right, him. Right.
1: Right. Um, yeah, I've heard it clarified that way, and some some prefer to write it that way. I like it. Yeah.
0: I like it better. Yeah. Because I think some people misunderstand perseverance of the saints to mean everyone who makes a profession of faith in Jesus is is always a Christian, and even if they renounce their faith in, in Jesus, still are a Christian because they just yeah. they just preserve like if they're always once once saved, always saved. It's kind of that idea. Right. You can misread the once saved, always <clears> saved <throat> to mean. Um, okay, like even if someone renounces their faith later in life, like, but they made a profession of their, in their life earlier. So I have comfort that there, it's like, we shouldn't have that. That'd be like a false sense of security we would carry around with us in that case. So, um, yeah, not, not wanting to contradict the truths that, that, um, that Tulip uphold there, but saying, um, we, we do shipwreck our faith at Mm -hmm. times and, and, um, I guess there's maybe a range there where people who are who don't maybe have ever sincere faith do walk away, do fall away, uh, do renounce their faith in Jesus, um, and then maybe to a lesser degree, those of us who have faith and maybe still have saving faith um, do make a wreck of it. Like do go through periods of times where we um, really rebel hard against God, even mm-hmm. if we've not completely walked away from our faith, uh, where we don't really want anything to do with God, where we um, the, the the shipwreck is uh, is a reference that Paul talks about. I think Alexander and Hymeneus, I think, are the two the two mm-hmm. guys. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on where that <clears throat> reference is from, but um, he talks about how they've made shipwreck of their faith. And there were guys who yeah, were leaders right. in the church that's and then right. have walked away.
1: That just we that just came up in a sermon not that long ago. Yeah, yeah I want to say I, I wanna say the, it's in the
0: first or second Timothy. I want to say I it's in you're one wrong. of the one of yeah. the pastoral epistles there. Right. Um, but the yeah, so so a good point of clarification here. Um, <clears throat> And, and I think, honestly, too, um, the, the P in tulip, perseverance of the saints, mm-hmm. is, is a doctrine that is meant to be a comfort for Christians who are weak and who are suffering and who recognize how fickle they are and how much they, have, mm-hmm. they are prone to wander and to run away from yeah. God. We even did that in our prayer of confession on Sunday during our liturgy at Liberty. We talked. It was, a, it was a prayer based on the prodigal son. And the idea that we rec- we like, even even thanking God that we feel our wanderings and are inclined to come back toward Him mm-hmm. that that's the so perseverance of the saints is a beautiful doctrine for weak Christians. It's not a doctrine that anyone should ever presu- use for for presumption and and, right. and to say yes. like Hey, you know what? Because because I'm a Christian, I always persevere. I, I kind of have this cosmic get out of jail free card. I can do what I want. Right. Um, and so <clears throat> what I would say is if you are making a shipwreck of your faith. If you are um, if you are actively trying to run away from from God, Mm -hmm. uh, and you are you know we've talked about deconstruction before. If you're actively trying to like deconstruct your faith so as to no longer have it, sure. um, I would say you should not be claiming the pea and tulip as like a comfort for you. Sure. I I would say there's actually other passages in Scripture that we need to pay equal attention to, Mm -hmm. where Jesus says really hard things, like in Matthew seven. Not everyone who says to me, "Lord, Lord," is yeah. actually yeah. Uh, is actually known by me. Yeah. Or like Hebrews, where the author of Hebrews talks about how those of us who have um, who have tasted of the heavenly gifts, who have received new life, but then continue on in sin, yep. there no longer remains remission for sin. There no longer remains remission, like forgiveness, and um, that, that Jesus's work on the cross no longer counts on your behalf for that. Sure. And it's not a fault in Jesus being able to not hold the people who are his, but there's these hard passages talk about us walking away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say, um, if in wrestling with the goodness of God, we, and we will, we will find ourselves prone to kind of put ourselves at a distance from God. Can we trust him? What do I do with these circumstances that don't comport with, you know, the character <clears and> nature <throat> that he, that he claims to be and have. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> Cling to perseverance of the saints as a gift for weak and hurting and suffering Christians. Don't um, don't presume upon it. Yeah. It's well said. It's
1: good. We'll next week continue short side series on the tulip. Get get back to the tea. Yep. Work work straight through. Well, I mean,
0: you know, so tulip, like so we could have done a whole thing on Sunday from James's passage on total depravity. That's the tea and tulip, right? Which is saying we are the ones that give birth to sin and death. Oh, we're going to start the series now. <laughs> it's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's we're ready. We're, we're, ready. Ready. we're off and running. Okay. There, there's a bunch there in James yeah. 1 that, that does relate to that. Right. Um, and not even in, in upholding the sovereignty of God over everything, not attributing um, evil temptation yes. to God. That's right. Yeah. A lot to be said there. That's good. Uh, bring more
1: questions on any of that topic as you have them. Uh, we're doing some short form response here. So mm-hmm. let's get to that. The second question, this came in a couple of weeks ago. So again, anyone that's with us knows this. If you're just, if you're a casual listener, every now and then a reminder, we're preaching through the goodness of God or it's taste and see learning to trust the goodness of God is the series name. Uh, and then we're also in our Bible study groups reading through gentle and lowly. Um, by Dane Ortlund. And so we have this simultaneous uh, preaching and teaching on the goodness of God and also reading and discussion on the goodness of God and the heart of Christ. And so this question came in uh, from a a listener and a reader who asked, um, In Gentle and Lowly, on page 75, it's written, The sins of those who belong to God open up the floodgates of his heart, of this heart of compassion for us. The dam breaks. It is not our loveliness that wins his love. It is our unloveliness. Mm. So the questioner is saying this idea of wins his love. Um, I don't see this phrase ever being appropriate in the context of our understanding of God. Um, mm. is that the prize I'm strained toward? Uh, he loves us because we are, uh, before we were even out of the womb. Isn't that true? I understand that he loves us in our unloveliness but can we not find a better way to phrase this? Um, and so... Yeah,
0: and uh, wins his
1: love. Wins his love, that, that piece. And so, um, because, I just kind of want to put in a little bit of context. Okay. And I, not that the context is going to help tremendously, but just like do some justice to someone who's writing a book. Sure. I'm just going to read the whole book real quick. I'm just, I'm <laughs> real, um, quick,
0: real, quick
1: real quick, the whole book. No, but just like, so where is anyone finding If you have Gentleman Lowly, if you've picked up your copy, at the bottom of page 74, nice. the finishing sentences of this chapter... Just as we so easily live with a diminished view of the punitive judgment of God that will sweep over those out of Christ. okay, Mm -hmm. So we easily live with a diminished view of the compassionate heart of God sweeping over those in Christ. Mm -hmm. Thomas Goodwin and Hosea eleven referenced earlier in the chapter, and the sweep of the entire biblical storyline cause us to catch our breath. The sins of those who belong to God Open the floodgates of his heart and compassion for us. The dam breaks. It is not our loveliness that wins his love. It's our unloveliness. Our hearts, our hearts gasp to catch up with this. It is not how the world around us works. It is not how our own heart works, but we bow in humble submission, letting God set the terms by which he will love us. So that's maybe the, a couple sentences on either side, the finish of that chapter. Um, this idea of, our unloveliness winning the love of God.
0: Yeah. And okay. probably the main problematic word there is the word wins. Wins. Totally. Yeah. So like if, if for some reason, like if, if, uh, Dane Orton <clears throat> instead said it's, it's, um, not our loveliness, but our unloveliness that draws his love. Sure. That, a- that like, I mean, activates is probably the wrong word too, but that like elicits is like, it would be a, you know, like it's a, um, that would, that would feel different where, yeah. Win has a range of meaning, yeah, but almost always in connotation for us, like would say, well, now we're earning something. That's right. We're And even, um, and even in this sense, it's like our, so the one place that it might, I, I would agree with this person's question to say, like, I don't think that's the best word. I think there would be a better way to say that that wouldn't right. create the kinds of problems and questions that this word, the word wins creates. I would prefer draws or sure. something like that. Where there maybe would be some basis to say win is the whole idea in like Romans in well, Romans 3, Romans 6, that actually we do earn something by our sin. The wages of sin is death. Like right. that, and and it's the free gift of grace that's, you know, so that we actually are earning something. And and maybe that in this idea of winning, that it's our it's actually our unloveliness that's winning. So like if you take maybe like a like a Romans 6.23, that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of grace is eternal life. And you put it next to like a Romans 5, 8, which says, um, while we were yet sinners, God demonstrates his own love for us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Right. Well, what, what is it of in us that drew the love of God that like the love of God came running toward? It was our, it was our sinfulness and our unloveliness. Like he mm-hmm. came for that. And if you put that together with like a Romans six twenty three, like, well, we actually had merited, like we had, like we didn't win the, um, we didn't win the love of God, so that's where it's still confusing. Sure, but there is an idea of we did earn something. Our unloveliness did earn something. Yeah, but it also is what brought is what brought God. Um, that's what that's what God kind of sees and was drawn to it was like, okay, I'm go- I'm going after these people while they're sinners, right? And gonna redeem them and rescue them through Jesus. Um, so. I would say if, there is a little bit of a sense if you read kind of Romans three through six of this idea of like earning stuff winning stuff meriting mm-hmm. stuff which is sin and death um that maybe Dane ortland is trying to get in there and say like it's the unlovely like I, I guess where i where I thought about it was um what's the what's the quote the only thing we contribute to our salvation is the sin that required it that's right you ever heard yeah. that quote yes yeah you, whole, you we've mentioned that before yeah. here yep that's the quote that came to mind like we actually so in a sense, like, are we contributing something to salvation? Are we winning something from God? Sure. Um, no, like it's a gift of grace. Sure. But we are doing something that earns, like that earns a consequence. And therefore God's going to step in with his love to over, to override that consequence. There's right. So if you were, if you were comfortable with the quote, um, we don't contribute anything to our salvation except the sin that requires of it. You could maybe see. This this quote winning his love connecting with it in context connecting with it that way right
1: yeah I think I so to the question of can we not find a better way to phrase this I say yeah I think we can I I absolutely think we can find a better way to phrase this I I think um in in the in the context of the book I kind of get it um you know I was I was I was drawn to um where Paul writes in First Corinthians nine or (laughs) ten um everyone runs a race, but only one receives the prize. So run as if you're to obtain it. Yeah. And I'm like, there's something about the work that we do. Yeah. Um, that we have this metaphor and this language around earning and striving and receiving. Yeah. And so I still though would go, well, yeah, it doesn't mean that I'm Love. winning now yeah. in our, in my own Western culture mindset like this idea of um uh, uh like meritocracy sure you know it's like sure if I the, the harder I work the more I perform the more I'm due right you know if there's any of that starts to seep in I start to go that's not right really what the right. love of Christ is for me um and yet there's something that we you know the greatest challenge I have we won't get into it right now <laughs> you know, you'll see in a moment like yeah, the greatest challenge with, like, the idea of love wins, if we think about where people have taken that in sure. a wrong way, sure. um, is to diminish sin. Right. But we don't, we don't, I don't immediately say that love, well, therefore we shouldn't say that love wins. No, he's actually, Christ does win. And so there like, yeah. this idea of, like, winning, receiving, the exchange, like, that does take place. Yeah. Yeah, in this context, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I would not have written the sentence that way. Sure. Um, but I don't think that the sentence is, like a complete miss of it within the whole book. Um, yeah. yeah. Not, that, not that I need to defend the book. I'm not trying to do that either. So, but because I love the question, I think like if anything, yeah, you know what I, when I read this book two years ago, I think it was two years ago, I read this book for the first time. Mm-hmm. It was really helpful for me because it did kind of force me to think through some of the, yeah. the ways that I, in my reform thinking, my upbringing, I'm prone to one side of, I'm yeah. prone to one ditch on side of the road more so than the other. Yeah, you know, and this sure. book challenged me in a lot of ways, and so, um, so the question is a really good one because I'm like, yeah, I think that sentence could have been written differently. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I context. agree, yeah. and that's
0: where, yeah, no need to like to defend um, to defend Dane Ortland or his word choice in there too. I think it's worth. I, I think the other thing that would maybe be could be concerning or problematic if you took it this way in, from Dane Ortland would be. The idea that, like, because our unloveliness is actually, even if you would use the word draw, is like drawing more of the love yeah, of God, sure. or winning the love yeah. of God. Does that mean then we should just, like, all out emphasize our unloveliness? That mm-hmm. we should just, we should actually, like, you know, we should just really, it's almost like sin more because grace abounds. That's, sure, that's where my right, mind yeah. went, which is also in that Romans, in that Romans that's three right. through six stretch there, yeah. uh, where it talks about how, you know, at the end of Romans five, the law came to increase trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more so that just as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign. But then Paul says immediately at the beginning of chapter six of Romans, are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means we've died to, we have died to sin. How can we, how can we still live in it? Yeah. So if you, if it would be, if it would also take you down more of that road of like, Oh, uh, the heart of God is drawn to the unloveliness in me to, to, to change me, to make Mm -hmm. me more like Jesus, to, to bring redemption and healing and restoration there. Uh, If that would make you kind of go, oh, I better, if like, if if the equation is when I sin more, there's actually more grace created to cover it, then more grace in the world is a good thing, then I should probably just sin more so that more grace continues to exist to cover it. By no means. Paul would say, (laughs) that's a silly idea. That's right. Don't do that.
1: Yeah. Well, I think of, you know, I do think though of, so yeah, agree with that wholeheartedly. And my mind is now starting to go a little bit on this question. You know, Christ says you know, the, the, the well don't need a doctor, the sick do. Right. And so right. when you go any one of us, you know, to think of, through that metaphor of arriving, you know, you know, it's like, uh, Hey, you said that we had great plans this week, all the great things. Well, the unplanned things happened too over more Day we get a couple things, For one of sure. which was our son, Miles had to go to the emergency room yeah. and get some stitches. He took a bat to the lip um, he wasn't in a rumble. He was playing baseball, uh-huh. but they did not have the prescribed length between yeah. the pitcher's mound
0: and the batter's box. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jer- Jersey kids. We got to We got to start them early. We got bats, <laughs> bats to fight yeah, brass some, knuckles. some toughness, some toughness. He, I mean, he got a, he got a swinging with the brass knuckles, but then he that's took the bat, yeah, bat to the yeah, lip. Yeah. You gotta tell the whole story. Yeah.
1: So um, he took a bat to the lip, just a harmless backyard baseball moment. He and a friend. And so had to go get stitches, you know, well, when he shows up in the emergency room with blood all over him, like, yeah, like what wins the attention of the doctor is that he's in need. Yeah. Right. And so again, like I think the sentence could have been said differently in a yeah. more way, like a more clean way. It should be it could have been written cleaner. Yeah. Um, but we also know that Christ is does come to us in our need. Yeah. And so if we want to use a different word rather than wins, sure, we do. Praise God for this, Christ pursues us in our sin that's right and in our unloveliness that's right and, and Christ is drawn to us in that yep and has a remedy yep um, that we would not sin more but that we would actually go and sin no more yeah Right, yeah. Um, as a result of the uh, obedience now in Christ, that's so. good.
0: Well said, man. Good, good
1: illustration too. On the fly, well done. There
0: it is. That'll preach. Oh
1: man, that'll 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 preach. That'll preach. <laughs> that'll that, preach. What's that? What is that? For, what's the phrase? That'll uh, that'll play.
0: That'll run. What's the what's that? That's, a, that's uh, like a that'll yeah. That'll that'll play. That'll that'll work. I mean, I, I feel I, like
1: that's a play on words. Like, I, I get what you're saying now. That'll preach is like my, a, that's like the pastor's way of saying though a very more a, a more popular. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, what is the That'd what's the phrase? That, like, probably like that'll play. That'll <laughs> like, play. That'll yeah. play. Um, for some reason I think it's like a horse race. I'm grade. so got like,
0: a run or something. I don't I'm know. so immersed in like pastor subculture <laughs> that people say that'll preach. All that'll the preach. Time. So it's just that'll preach. Okay. Today. So a yeah. like, little inside look on the B side podcast, yeah. everybody. Yeah. These are what pastors do. That'll we, preach. That'll preach. Okay. Yeah. You say I say that to people in ministry all the time, where Man. they say it to me that like you're like in a conversation, you going right. to have like a like a <laughs> moment that like oh that that'll preach. That'll preach. Right. Looking for it. That's great. Hey, that's all we really had that's, on the B side
1: yeah. this week. So it might be a little bit of a shorter episode. Thanks for listening with us as you always do. Yep. Um thanks for listening when they're a little longer too. So um we'll, we'll always try to find that, me- that medium. Bring in questions as you have them. Yeah. Um we are coming up on June 5th. Yeah. Uh, the goodness of God for all. I will be up
0: front. Not only that'll preach. You will I preach. will preach. You That'll will preach. preach. I will this preach this Sunday. June 5th. If you
1: could all just forget the story I just told <laughs> about my son in the baseball bat, that will be my primary sermon illustration uh-huh. and the only one, and the only one,
0: <laughs> so and the only one. That's all I got, but it'll work.
1: Okay, there it is. That'll preach. Yeah. Um, well, hey, yeah. We'll look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Enjoy the rest of this week. Um, bring any questions if you have them, and we will talk to you soon, everyone. Yeah. Have a good week. All right. Bye, everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to the Sermon B Side Podcast. For more resources and information about our church, visit www.libertyharrisburg.org. That's liberty with an I, Harrisburg.org.